What are you doing over there? What is happening with your face? You look like one of those Hawaiian bobblehead dolls. What are you trying to say? That you look like a bobblehead. <laughs> trying to 1v1? <laughs> no! You think Pompeo's like, guys, would you please stop talking about me already? I doubt he listens to us. Yeah, he probably doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really sitting with the Inferno water, Dragon. At, what? You really need to get water. I man. know, I have it. It's like when I eat, it's like... <laughs> Anyway. Hey, doctor, every time I do this, it hurts. (laughs) And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the CRL World Finals, a pretty sweet deck. (laughs) I couldn't even finish my line. What kind of a face? Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the CRL World Finals, the December update, a pretty sweet deck, and more. Boom. Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 75, baby, let's go! We are three quarters of the way to 100, and I could not be more excited. Is this a milestone? Would you consider this a milestone? If you get a 75 on a test, I think that's a milestone, right? No. You don't think so? Nah, I think that's like, nah. You don't think so? Like the next milestone would be 80? The next milestone would be 85. (laughs) So basically, your first milestone is pass. So if you get above a 65, you're good. I'm I'm grading on a curve here, man. Then you shoot for above 70. Then you shoot for above 80. Yeah. These are all stepping stones to 100, right? Yeah, I guess so. So I guess with that logic, if so facto, milestone. Nailed it. So what's up, man? Quick question for you. You playing Brawl Stars? Dude. (laughs) Am I playing Brawl Stars? That's all I've been playing. Obviously you're playing. I guess what I meant is, bro, you any good? I am terrible. Yeah, me too. So we're recording the day it came out, right? Now I have literally sat for about three and a half hours and just played Brawl Stars. Guess how many games I've won? Three. Lower. Two. Lower. Sound like Austin Powers. Lower, baby, lower. Lower, baby. Uh, one. Uh, zero. So I haven't no! won any games in like three hours. Pretty terrible, actually. Um, it's a lot of fun, but I am horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, I've won one game, and I've only played like four so far. But can I tell you, dude, I had to sit there for like 30 minutes opening up. I don't, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say I may be off by like a couple 162 of those box things, you know, like the Brawl Star equivalent of a chest from royale yeah no i i didn't have that many uh, would you say 160 160 something yeah i had just under 100 and i got a ton of stuff but i think what they tried to do is take your progress from like if you played in the pre-launch right mm-hmm. um on your account you kind of got reset with this new game so they tried to like they gave you your trophy progress and you know you got to unlock all of those things but then i think what they tried to do is just give you all of those chests so that you can get your brawlers to like higher levels right because 
the way it works is you unlock them, and then if you get more of the Brawler cards, you can kind of level them up to be higher stats and stuff. So I think that's what they were trying to do. And I got to be honest, I'm, I was pretty thankful that they did that, right? Because then you didn't lose your progress. And I didn't play a whole bunch when, um, you know, when it was pre-launched, but I played enough to care that I didn't want to lose my stuff. Right. I thought it was really awesome that I got this stuff back. Yeah, me too, man. I'm actually, uh, I'm having a blasty blast playing this game. Um, I am also very terrible, but I think with time, like with any game, we'll get better. Uh, There is one thing that I am looking forward to, though. Tell me. Someone, somewhere, not us, making a Brawl Stars podcast. You don't want to do that? I mean, I do want to do it, but let's be honest with ourselves. Do you have time? No. I barely have time for this show. Let's let's stick with the one that we got, and hopefully we can encourage someone to step up and uh, make a show and just give it a shot. I think it'd be fun. I think that'd be awesome. Right? I'm actually looking right now to see if they have any Brawl Stars podcasts. Right this second? Live? Nope. I see nothing. Just think about it, dude. Hello, and welcome to Brawlcast. I always, we did consider doing this a year ago, and then the game took a year, over a year, to come out. And then, obviously, where our show is right now, neither of us have enough time. But, like I said, I will say, I'm really looking forward to somebody uh, giving it a crack and seeing if they can make a show. That would be a ton of fun to listen to. I know I would subscribe. You'd have two subscribers right here, automatically. Auto-subscribe. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's not about being the first. It's about laying the groundwork, reiterating, and doing it right. I think it's really just about the boom. Well, I mean, it's always about the boom. A boomcast. Boomcast? Why don't we make that? This is a boomcast, let's be real. Okay? True. Let's move on to some more important, clashy things. How was your week in the arena? Week's been okay. Week's been okay. I haven't played as much as I would have liked to, um, but I'm still playing Pompeo's Papaya, and currently sitting at 4,850 trophies, so making pretty good progress there. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, it is pretty good, and I think what helped cause that was that I finally got my Inferno Dragon to level 12. I was sitting with my Inferno Dragon at level 11 for the longest time, and it worked, right? Like, level 11 Inferno Dragon, just like a level 9 Inferno Dragon, is going to kill a tank as long as it stays alive, (laughs) right? Um, So really, I didn't care about the damage it was putting out, but now the increased health gives it a bit more tankiness, so it stays alive just that split second longer for it to kill whatever it needs to kill. So I'm super happy about that, and I am so close, dude. So close. To maxing out my Mega Minion. I just need, I need less than 100 more Mega Minions to get that bad girl. Is that Mega Minion a girl? It's unisex. It's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to get it to level 13, uh, hopefully within the next week or so if I get tokens. So I'm super excited about that. And then are you ready for this? Normally my weeks in the arena do not include all of this like hoopla, okay? I got two legendaries this week. What? A Night Witch from a Season End War Chest and a Miner from i don't know what they are called it's like a mega lightning chest it's it's like a big version of the lightning chest you get eight strikes that you can use yeah and so many more cards oh my gosh it's crazy you get so many commons so you get epics i got a legendary uh so the minor from that so it's been a pretty uh eventful week and something you're not going to believe actually tell me clan wars Mm-hmm. what about it clan is currently sitting at 3,883 trophies. Let's what? go. Wow, dude. You guys are killing it. I don't know what happened 
the my clan must have heard you talking about your clan and was like, no, uh-uh, hold on. They got real mad. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold your horses. CR2 can make it happen. Yeah. They're like, CR2 ain't no joke. No, we ain't no joke. But they, uh, no, no, no. Everyone's been been playing their war battles. Everyone's been practicing. Everyone's been talking. And, uh, you know, been lucky enough to pull out a few Ws. That right there is a W. That's awesome. Boom. So how was your week, Nirina? Pretty good. Um, I am currently sitting around 4,600 trophies, like I always am. Uh, still using Mortar Mauler, which is fantastic. Um, I finally got two logs out of 20. So I'm closer to a max log. <laughs> <laughs> 10% of the way there, man. Uh, yeah, yet still far away. 90% far away. <laughs> far away. This is like looking at the the glass half empty, only it's 90% empty. (laughs) Correct. Um, But I will say that because of the changes that happened with the game update, uh, I have three legendary tokens, so um, I'm getting ready. I'm just uh, looking at my prey, and I'm just waiting to see where I can strike, you know? But when you say that you're, are you getting tokens from wars, or are you getting tokens from the various challenges that they've been putting out there? At least one was from the new global tourney uh the first one and the second one so two of them i guess right yeah no i i hear you um and then i also got an inferno dragon from a season end war chest nice Mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool and i did not have as an eventful week as you did in the arena however the clan is now at get this three thousand eight hundred uh-oh and 92 trophies. Dude, we are so close. I know. I can't believe how close we are. We are so close. What is that? Nine trophies? I think so. If I can do basic math, I think it's nine. Well, no one should trust us with any of that. But Right, 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 right. Dude, that's awesome. I know. I'm like, like last time. I mean, like always, really. I'm very proud of the clan. So uh, hopefully they can just keep it up. Um, and if we do suffer any losses, they don't take it too hard and we just keep working and get that much better. Just got to keep up the good climb, man. That's how we roll. Got to keep up the boom. <laughs> keep up the boom. What's that song? Boom! Here comes the boom! Ready or not! <laughs> uh, anyway, so we have a ton of stuff to talk about, so let's get to it. First of all, ways back, we had the CRL World Finals. Something, something small that happened in the, in the Clash community. Did you happen to watch this event? I know it wasn't really a big deal or anything. Dude, I watched the entire thing. Oh, dude, me too. I actually streamed it on my uh, big screen, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think it was kind of difficult to watch the whole thing. I was really tired because this thing went into the wee hours of the night. I think the entire event was, I could be wrong, maybe like eight hours or so. And I don't think it was intended to be that long. I think they kind of had a few tech issues along the way, right? Like rematches they had to do it seemed like wi-fi was kind of cutting out but um i gotta tell you the casters that they had kind of talking through the entire time really kept it energetic they kept it informative they didn't make it go stale i thought it was a really well produced production if i can say that Mm -hmm. um also man it was so cool to see the top guys in the top clans or the top teams face each other in the highest of stakes and the the incredible amount of pressure that that they were under um i mean and how well they played in that pressure here i am sitting at like 4800 trophies and if i get close to 4900 trophies i'm like 
Oh gosh. Having oh, a panic gosh. attack. He's, he's playing a goblin barrel. Sh- should I log it? Should I log it? <laughs> right? Like, come on. I mean, these guys are just, they're so good at what they do. And it's just, it, it's a, it's an incredible thing to be able to watch. Yeah, dude, I couldn't agree more. I love the casters. I love the people that were actually playing the, the full on finals, but man, you're right. That was a very long, long into the wee hours of the morning event. Yeah, so a huge shout out to everyone involved, right? From the casters, to the producers, to the players, to the coaches, to just the teams in general. Mm-hmm. But really Supercell for putting on such a spectacular event, as Rob put it. Um, but dude, unfortunate, the North American champs, Immortals, they didn't, they didn't get all the way there, man. They didn't, but they certainly did try. They put up a show. They were so close. It went into, I believe it went into... Um, king of the hill and it was in the mm-hmm. final match and it was a super close game and uh royal wasn't able to close it out but it was a super super awesome series to watch and i was rooting for them man you know the na team i was rooting for them you have to man those are the locals yeah but you know who did make it all the way to the end oh i know but i think you should tell us anyway nova esports boom dude the champs the iconic team right i mean you think about Clash Royale and the roots of Clash Royale two years ago or two and a half years ago at this point, the top competitive clan, the top competitive organization, Nova Esports has always been up there as one of the top clans, if not the top clan or organization in the game from the get-go, right? You look at like top ladder play and every season basically being the number one clan, right? All the way till now, the CRL World Finals. And if I'm not mistaken, the most recent CCGS champion, which was a massive tournament, if you remember that one, it was a while back at this point, but that was a Nova Esports player too, Sergio Ramos. And I mean, they have just always been there. They're always there. They're always so good and competitive. And it's just a testament to the organization that they have and the players that they obtain. And and then the quality of those players and their work ethic to, to always be good right i mean that that's right. hard to it's easy to get to the top once but to be at the top and then stay at the top is an incredibly hard thing to do oh c- could not agree more uh and you put it so eloquently but let's talk about what we got out of watching this show so we got a ton of loot drops yeah we did dude Tons of gold, so many gems, at least one or two magical chests, and then at least one or two giant chests. And then, oh, by the way, the following week, once everything was over, we finally got our exclusive emote. And of course, it's a cute little green goblin kissing a trophy. Of course, it would be a goblin, right? Right. I mean, tell me you don't love closing out winning games like that. I'm a dabber, dude. I mean, you could dab, but kissing the trophy is like, hey, buddy, I got you. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. But the loot drops, I actually didn't get those while I was watching it. It was actually really easy to connect your YouTube and Supercell ID accounts. Um, But I didn't get the loot drops while the event was unfolding. Um, But Supercell did give those loot drops to everyone who watched the CRL World Finals. I guess, like you said, a week or so later. So. I opened my game up one day, like four or five days after the world finals ended, and I just 
kept getting a bunch of rewards. I was like, here's 10 gems. Okay. Here's 20 gems. Okay. Here's a chest. Okay. Here's a- <laughs> I put a <laughs> quarter and I got a car. I put a quarter and I got a car. I put a quarter and I got a car. And you get a car <laughs> and you get a car. Yeah. I actually, um, I think I only got like a, a couple of things when I was doing the actual, uh, watching live, but you're right. We did get a bunch of stuff the following week, which was fantastic. And you know what, dude, I totally commend Supercell for going out of their way to just say, Hey, if you watched it, you're going to get rewarded. For everything, right? It doesn't matter how long you watched it for. You just get it all. And I thought that was super cool too, right? I mean, at the end of the day, people watched it. Some people sure watched it for the loot drops. Some people couldn't stay up for the entirety of the loot drops, right? But at the end of the day, they, they did what was right. And I mean, that really just showed me that, you know, they're not a greedy company. Right. Sure, they're designed to make money just like any company would be. But they care about the community. They want to ensure that everyone gets what they deserve. And... At the end of the day, the entirety of this event was for the community, right? It's, right, yeah. It's such a small percentage of players are pro. When they do a world finals, it's for the entire community that watches and plays Clash Royale. So I thought that was really awesome. Could not agree more. But that's not the only thing that happened last week. We also got some challenges. Yeah, we did. So the first one that we got is the Reach for the Stars Challenge. Did you get a chance to play this? I did. 15 win challenge, man. This was a big one. Did you win? I won. Of course you did. I won on my free entry. I used a, I think it was a P.E.K.K.A. Battle Ram cycle deck, and it Mm -hmm. was, oh, it was dirty. That's awesome. I got I got lucky a handful of games to be honest with you a couple of really close nail biters but kind of pulled it out and uh, I thought that the rewards were really good here they gave a ton of tokens uh, a pretty good amount of gold as well which just helps to upgrade things obviously right and I really like this challenge now me too I think I only made it to like eight or nine wins so I got the first two things of gold I got the first four token rewards and then I also got like two or three of the next gold rewards but I did not uh play again after that yeah I mean I think that's okay right you don't have to pay the 100 gems just to get back in and kind of get at it I mean if you got four tokens that's already worth it No, that's true, except this is the first challenge that they brought the new continue feature with, right? Yeah, no, I think that that's true, right? And when you re-enter, you're re-entering at the previous win count that you lost at. Right, and it resets your losses. Right, so where you lost at 8 and 3, 8 wins and 3 losses, you were technically out, right? So if you were to re-enter using the continue function, mm-hmm. you'd pay the 100 gems, get in, you start at eight wins which allows you to win a few more games and get the other you know higher rewards but guess what you started eight and oh you don't (laughs) you don't carry the losses over right so you're pretty much getting a fresh start at eight wins so i thought that was really awesome uh within the update i mean we're going to talk about the update uh here in a bit but i thought that was a really really awesome feature for the community and to be honest dude it's such a genius thing to do right you are incentivizing the community to spend more gems than maybe they normally would on any other given day right right it costs supercell nothing to allow people to do that and if they're using those gems they might actually buy more gems to use more gems i mean it's 
the simplest, most beneficial thing for the community, yet also allows Supercell to potentially make more money because if people are using gems, the only way to get more is to buy them. Correct. Or be very patient with chests that don't give much. Right. Um, And then also, we did not get this challenge yet, but there is a countdown on my screen that is for, dun-dun-dun-dun, the Brawl Stars Challenge. I'm excited for this. This is going to be ridiculous, and I cannot wait to finally see what this new game mode is going to be like. So it's a draft challenge, right? So you pick four cards, you give four cards to your opponent. But the cool thing is that when you're giving and taking cards, one person can get Shelly, which is kind of like a shotgun mechanic. Like, uh, think of it like the hunter, right? Right. Uh, Or Bo, who's like a bow and arrow specialist. He's kind of like the magic archer. And then Shelly is the shotgun hunter. Shotgun Shelly. Shotgun Shelly. It would have been really cool if they just would have been able to put all of the Brawl Stars into a game, right? And then you would have just played with a bunch of Brawl Stars instead of any Clash Royale guys. But I guess that might have been kind of impossible. I mean, not necessarily impossible, but it would have taken a long time. But who's to say that they don't have all those characters already made and they're going to release other challenges in the future? So it's possible. I don't know, man, but here's what I do know. Inter platform marketing like this is amazing i think this brings so much game awareness to the community right this if you ever wanted to very smartly integrate games together and have people feed off of different interactions right and kind of increase sales and increase vision and increase everything i mean this is it this is how you set a game up for success i think they're doing it really well oh i think so too um, I mean, hey, the deck that we're going to feature later is in honor of the new game, right? That is true. Everybody's excited about the new game. Boom. Boom. Tonight, we're sponsored by Mint Mobile. Rob, there's nothing better about the holiday season than unwrapping a brand new phone until you get hit with a brand new monthly bill. Big wireless providers can really suck the joy out of the holidays. So this year, don't just upgrade your phone. Upgrade your wireless provider and switch to Mint Mobile. For a limited time, Mint Mobile is offering the best holiday deal in the wireless you've ever seen. Three months of service for only $20. And I don't know about you, man, but if I were to take this offer right now, it would basically save me around $70 a month or just around $200 over the same three-month period. And just to reiterate, Mint Mobile's holiday deal is here for only a limited time. It's a total of $20 that gets you three months of wireless service with 5 gigabytes of 4G LTE data each month plus unlimited talk and text. And if that wasn't all good, you even get to use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. You keep your old phone number along with your existing contacts. Mint Mobile runs on the nation's fastest, most advanced LTE networks, so you don't have to worry about dropped calls either. And last but certainly not least, if you're not 100% satisfied with the service, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. So why not ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile? It's a valid question, Joe. I have those every once in a while, Rob. So, take advantage of this Mint Mobile holiday deal before it's gone. Get three months of wireless for only $20 and get the plan shipped to your door for free by going to mintmobile.com slash cast. That's mintmobile.com slash C-A-S-T. That's three months of service for just $20 at mintmobile.com slash cast. 
Thanks a lot to Mint Mobile for sponsoring our show. So, let's talk about the update. Let's do it. So the first thing that came with this update, and probably the biggest, is the introduction of star levels. The biggest, you say? I mean, I would say it's the biggest. So maybe not necessarily in the way that it, like, impacts the actual game and how you play. Obviously, it's all cosmetic stuff, right? Um... But essentially, this gives players that have maxed cards things to do with those maxed cards after they've already completed getting them maxed out, right? So it's a thing for end gamers, which is like the only thing end gamers ever want is more things to be able to do. Yeah, no, I agree, right? The only thing that previously end gamers could have done was just play ladder until you were blue in the face uh, mm-hmm. or hit your, hit your cap, right? Uh, your ceiling for the deck that you're currently working on. Uh, and just build that up or play, I guess, you know, tournaments and challenges. But I agree, this now gives you the ability to focus on something else, which, oh, by the way, is not available to any other player except for end game players, right? Like, if you're not a level 13, this does not allow you to take part in, right? Yeah, you have to have a king level of 13 in order to be able to start earning star points. So one of the things that I really, really loved the way that they did this was if you had a bunch of stockpiled cards on top of your already maxed cards, they took all of those and converted them into star points for you. So, dude, by the time I got into the game and the update was already ready to go, I had like over 20, maybe 20,000 star points from all of the maxed cards or the excess of maxed cards that I had. Right, because now you don't. If you max out a card, you no longer have that as a card, right? Like, it's just maxed, and you don't have, like, 50 commons to spare or 10 rares. Like, you don't have that anymore. Um, So I agree. I got a lump sum. I forget the number. It was close to 50K. Um, But 50K? 50K, man. I've been level 13 longer. Maybe I had more than... Now you're making me question whether I had 20 or more. I don't know, but I do know that I had around 50. well, I had enough for two upgrades, so how much would that be? At least 30? No, it's or 20. 20. 20. So, all right. So I had, probably had like 22,000. Right. And, and, the, and how star points work is very similar to experience, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So if you donate a card, instead of getting experience, you just get star points now. Um, and the star points that you would get are the same, right? If you donate a common, you get one star point. If you donate a rare, you get 10. Um, so on and so forth. Right. Essentially, star points replace your experience once you're level 13. So what do you do with these star points, you might ask? Well, the cool thing about star points is that you use them, like Rob just mentioned, for upgrades. And the upgrades are cosmetics, skins, as we like to call them in the gaming world. They allow you to take the musketeer or the balloon and upgrade it after it's been maxed to look a little bit different. And Supercell decided to make all of their cosmetic changes gold. Um, So the balloon, as an example, if you have a blue balloon, uh, because you're always blue and your opponent's red, uh, your balloon might have like three patches of like gold on it. Right. Also, when your balloon comes down onto the arena, it'll kind of splash like a gold shiny thing. (laughs) Right. Um, Which is pretty cool. Uh, I love skins, man. To be honest, like I love the idea and the concept of skins. I think this is a super cool idea, and they, I think that they did it in a really cool way. 
But I do wish that the skins, uh, one, I wish that there were like different variations of skins, and two, I wish that they weren't all gold. Like, I wish that they weren't gold, and I assume that they're gold because stars are like gold or yellow, you know? I don't know, I don't know why. But I just wish the skin was more designed for the card. For example, elite barbarians, I don't want them to look gold. I want them to have like football helmets on them, (laughs) right? Because that's what they are, right? That's like the upgraded version, or that's what you think of when you, right? When you play touchdown mode, what happens? They have. They wear helmets. They wear helmets. Um, And I can't think of perfect examples right now of all other cards, but that's kind of what I envision when I think of skins, you know? Um, Yeah. As opposed to just like everything being gold or everything being black or, you know? Yeah, I mean, I get that, and I kind of thought that at first too, but from my perspective, if you think about it, it kind of made sense that they made like a base-level coding for every card, right? So like the standard skin set that you can gain star points for and then use the star points to get the cosmetics, I feel like it's kind of like the brand, right? Like the brand of Clash Royale, Royal is gold, right? So like I feel like the base skin should be gold. Now, what I think may happen is eventually there may be new skins that come out and you may have to pay gems or real money for. Now, that would be something that I might throw some cash towards, especially if it gives something like an e-barb football helmets, right? Or even something more ridiculous, like there's flames coming out of the Night Witch for some reason. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I think that they maybe could have done a little bit differently is some of the cards... It almost seems like they're not that different. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the only way some of them that I'm able to really tell is the number above their head and then them dropping into the arena. But other than that, I don't really don't see much. Now, am I am I missing something? Am I looking at something the wrong way? No, I think some of them are different, right? But the level of gold that they look is just very different. <laughs> um, and I, I think people get confused because like... Uh, uh, the mortar, for example, right? If it has two levels, if you only upgrade the first level, you're only going to see the gold animation when it gets thrown onto the arena. Right. You will not see the gold rim around the, the mortar and the gold wheel or whatever else is gold cosmetically unless you upgrade it to its second level. And I think to your point, it's hard to know what you're spending your star points on because there's no preview, one. And two, the only way that you see it is if your opponent uses it against you first. Right. And I got to be honest, dude, I had, like I said, 22,000 star points to use. And of course, I play the mortar deck, right? So I was going to do the mortar, and then it was just a toss-up between the other cards. So I went with the knight. I thought, he's the classic guy, right? We talked about him on the last episode. I thought that was totally appropriate. So I did the mortar and the knight. Well, don't you know that the only thing that really happened was the color of the number above the head and the mortar changed. Right. So it's a darker red, which is cool, I guess. Um, But then the cards, when they come into the arena, they flash gold, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But nothing made me more upset knowing that I wasn't able to preview what that would have looked like before I spent 20,000 star points on two different cards. I would have chosen other cards. Well, I think, again, the point is you chose two cards that have two upgrades. You upgraded one for each of them. So if you would have upgraded the knight the second level, you would have seen the gold sash that he has. 
or your mortar to the second level, the gold ring and the gold wheel, right? But you didn't know what that first level even gave you because there was no preview. Yeah, I had no idea. And to be fair, I wouldn't have been able to upgrade to the second tier anyway because the first tier is 10,000, the second tier is 15,000. So I wouldn't have been able to do it regardless. Right. I mean, essentially it just boils down to, I really wish there were previews. I really wish that I would have known because that's a lot to ask someone to spend 10,000 star points and not see what you're getting. It's not like I'm spending a thousand. I'm spending 10 K. Yeah. And you know, after you get this, this dump of star point EXP, so to speak, um, it's a slow grind to get star points after that, that immediate dump, right? Because you're just getting them after, as you donate or as you you know, level up cards. So it's not like you're just getting tens of thousands of star points here. <laughs> right. Uh, that you can just kind of throw away whenever you want. So, you know, people, I'm, I assume, people are cautious about what they're throwing their star points at because they want to make sure that it's in a deck that they use often and that it's going to be cool looking. Right. Or they're smarter than we are and they look this stuff up on YouTube before they make a purchase. That would be smarter. That would definitely be smarter. But my point is, you shouldn't have to. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean to complain. I love the feature. I think it's great. It's definitely putting the game in a good direction. Um, but I do wish it was maybe done a little bit differently. And I'm excited to see what other cosmetic things they have down the line because you're right. There's no way they stop here. I think skins are next and you probably have to purchase those. And I would totally do that. Oh, yeah. Um, so next up, apparently we're getting a new card and the line is look out for a new card ramming its way into the arena soon. We have no preview. We don't know what this thing looks like, what it even is. However, they were very careful to use the word ramming. It is ramming. And if it's another battle ram type card, I'm probably going to be upset. Maybe it's the mega battle ram. Mega ram. <laughs> giant battle ram it's got to be one of those right like those are the goblin ram (laughs) maybe it's a flying battle ram maybe Ooh, this could be fun carried by minions or mega minions what if it's a royal giant ram oh i can't i won't play the game anymore (laughs) it's a 10 cost (laughs) royal giant ram it's got two royal giants carrying it and if it hits your tower we gotta back up it's gotta be nine cost because a mirrored battle giant battle ram thing you can't mirror that Fine, nine cost, and if the if the royal giant battle ram hits the tower, <laughs> the tower just disintegrates. Your phone actually explodes. Right, and once the once the ram hits the tower, you have two royal giants you have to deal with shooting things at your yeah at your towers. This sounds like a terrible experience. <laughs> yeah, it does sound pretty bad. Yeah. Um. All right, so anyway, now to other things that actually did come out in the game and probably the real big thing that has to do with changing the way we play this game is global tournaments. Dude. Can you please tell us about this? Global tournaments are amazing, right? Global tournaments are, uh, I guess the best way to put it is that there is no cookie cutter approach here. Uh, Right. There is no global tournament that is the same, right? You can. Some of them may be level 9, 20 caps. Some of them may be level 10, 20 caps. Some of them 11, 12, 13, right? Um, They also might be different game modes. Uh, So they aren't just like regular game modes. They might be other game modes. Uh, But what's cool about them is it's global, and you play until you lose four times. So you just play the global tournament. You get wins. As you get wins, you get more free rewards. Um, And those rewards could be tokens or 
coins or gems or chests, right? Um, mm-hmm. But as you get more wins, you start to play other people with more wins too, so it gets harder. Um, but after four losses, you're out. And one thing that's pretty cool about that is you can see just how good some people are at this game, right? Like <laughs> right. in the first global tournament that I was in, I got six wins. Second one, eight wins. There is somebody currently with like 65 wins. And I'm just like, dude, what? <laughs> is this guy on a, on a CRL team? Because I don't, I don't remember, remember his name, but he should be. That guy has Clash's life tattooed on his forearm. That guy beats people in his sleep. Yes. The other thing, dude, that's pretty cool about global tournaments is that there is an option to get bonus rewards. And what I think is really cool about this is that you can either pay for them with gems before you start or after you start. And I would always do it after I start. Um, And the reason being is you can unlock, depending on how many wins you get, you can unlock tremendous rewards like ridiculous amounts of coins ridiculous types of chests um like legendary chests and super magical chests and whatever those would be nowadays um or like one win will give you two legendary tokens in like in the current tournament right and and i think again if you pay for it before you start the tournament it's kind of silly because you don't know like what if you just get one win right then it's kind of a waste of gems but if you just go through the tournament on your normal game, play until you lose, pretend you get 10 wins. Oh, okay, let me look at, if I did pay the 500 gems right now, how good would my extra rewards be? Um, and maybe it's worth it, so you do it. Um, I didn't know that you could do it before or after, so I just did it right away the first time, uh, and, then I, and then I stopped because I only got six wins. Yeah, I, th- I actually think that I finished with like five or six wins too. So don't worry, you're not alone in this boat. <laughs> yeah, no, I think most people are probably in our boat. Uh, but the cool thing is that, like I said, you do get free rewards. And sure, they're not as crazy and awesome as the quote-unquote bonus rewards. You want to know what I thought was a little an- annoying, to be honest? Tell me. People on Reddit annoy me. <laughs> Those Redditors. No, seriously, man. Like, people were just like, oh, you call these things bonus rewards and then you make me pay gems for them. Okay, so take the word bonus out of it and just call them like extra rewards. Right. Or additional rewards. Or rewards that you can pay for with gems. Like, who cares <laughs> what they are, right? They are, right. They are above and beyond the normal rewards that you would get that are free uh, and they cost gems to unlock, which would then give you a bonus or additional rewards um i found so much negativity over this like global tournament thing and how the reward system was and i was just like dudes we are getting a another free game mode right like another free way to play the game Mm -hmm. in a tourney capped or we'll call it tourney capped because it is capped right like it's either 10 11 12 everyone gets put on the same you know playing field um and it could be non-traditional game modes too so it could even be more fun and and we're complaining that they use the word bonus because you pay 100 gems or 500 gems like are you kidding me yeah i don't know i think you know what you gotta do man you gotta stay off of reddit no i try and stay off of reddit for this reason like i'm just like i'm so happy about the update and then all of a sudden i go on reddit and i'm just like depressed for a week yeah 
it's really, it's just totally unnecessary negativity, like you said. Yeah, so anyway, I like the bonus option, and I will only do it at the end of the global tournament after I see how many wins I've got, because then I can really tell if it's worth it for me to get it. Right. What do you think of the 500 gem cost, though? Because I'm pretty sure in a previous video, they cost 100 gems, and then they silently upgraded it to 500 gems. I think the key thing is that not every, like I said before, right, there is no cookie cutter approach for this thing. Not every bonus reward system will be 500 gems to unlock. Uh, Some might be 100, some might be 500. So it just depends on which global tournament you're in and what the the quote-unquote bonus rewards are that your global tournament has. Let me ask you a question. So in my opinion, this new feature, it almost seems very similar to uh, Fortnite's Battle Pass. The bonus feature? Well, in that you get extra rewards if you pay something extra, right? Yeah, I think the difference is with Fortnite, you can technically pay for your battle pass with either money if you have no V-Bucks, right? Or if you have V-Bucks, you can use those V-Bucks to get the battle pass. And what's cool about that is that you can use the V-Bucks and if you make it far enough into the season, like if you progress far enough, you actually get those V-Bucks back. In a way, it's kind of like Hearthstone, right? If you play Arena, if you lose on games one or two, well, you don't get great rewards, right? But if you make it all the way to the end of the arena, then you actually get your, your 100 and, your, I think it's like 100 or 150 coins, you actually get that back. Um, and some, right? So I think it would be really cool if they rewarded people that way, right? Like maybe I do pay 500 gems, but if I make it far enough, maybe I get those 500 gems back. Or maybe you get half of it back. Yeah, whatever. All right, I'm not saying you need all of it back, right? I'm just saying it, right. where it's kind of like, uh, incentive, it it almost makes it seem like a monthly subscription or a weekly subscription where exactly I know there's a chance. If I pay 250 gems this week for this global tournament, there's a chance that I'm going to get that 250 and some back. But maybe I lose, right? Maybe, maybe I lose the gamble uh, and I don't get as far. I think that would be a really creative way to do it. Fortnite makes a ton of money, dude. And there's got to be a method to that badness. I know, dude. And a lot of games nowadays are moving to the Battle Pass uh, style of gaming. So uh, it, it almost seems like this new game mode is a prime candidate to get upgraded to a Battle Pass of sorts. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree. And, and again, right? Like if it's 250, whatever, make it 250. I don't even need the 250 back. Like what if I just get 100 gems back, but I'm like, wait, wait. So I got 100 gems back and I got coins and I got you know, uh, chests and, and I was able to upgrade this card and I got some tokens. Like I just didn't get all of my gems back. Right. But how cool would that be to have like some sort of a subscription? Let me ask you a question. Last one before we move on to the next topic. Yep. Would you pay between five to $10 a month to not have to pay 500 gems every time there was a global tourney? Absolutely. I would easily pay four ninety nine a monthly subscription always get always get the bonus rewards whether i get one win or 10 wins i would i would 100% do that and this is coming from two casual players that don't spend money on the game except for things that are cosmetic right right no 100% and i'm also not good enough to get more than clearly 8 wins in any global tournament but i know that the rewards are so good that i would love to have more of them right yeah so i mean 
just to kind of sum that up, we clearly both love the feature, right? We think it's really cool for the mm-hmm. game, really cool for the community. Um, and there might be like a couple of different ways that they could uh, slice the apple here and maybe make more guaranteed money while also giving the community like a little bit easier time of getting what they may want. Totally agree. Um, and then also, with the introduction of global tournaments, they slightly revamped regular tournaments, which are now referred to as private tournaments. So, dude, the original tournament system is now no more. And it is now private tournaments that cost 10 gems, regardless of the size, regardless of the duration, but there's no rewards. So, essentially, it's really a just-for-fun type of game mode now, which... At first, I was like, ah, oh, no, now it, it, you can't get rewards. What's the incentive? But like we were kind of talking about before we got on the show, right? That if there were rewards, people who just kind of milk that system, pay 10 gems, and then everybody can get a bunch of cards and different things for winning, which isn't really fair. I think the other thing to consider here, dude, is that people who dislike this are the same people who never sponsored tournaments themselves previously. Right. They would join everyone else's tournaments, right? So maybe I created a tournament for everyone to join, and everyone got rewards for that, right? So people are like, oh, well, I just got free rewards for joining this tournament. Well, they weren't free, <laughs> okay? Like, <laughs> right. I, I paid for that, and I allowed you to get those. So really, I was the cost bearer, and everyone else just got free stuff. And really, that system is no longer needed because of the global tournaments, Um. And so this new way of doing it is just, it's 10 gems. It's not that much. And it could be any size, could be ten, you know, a thousand players. It could be any duration. And people can use this for qualifiers. Like you can use this for um, just random tournaments with your friends or, you know, giveaways for the top 10 people. If, you know, if you're listeners or, you know, whatever it is, right. There's, there's so many different ways to do it, but like they say, it's ideally with friends. But for people to kind of pick this one apart and be like, oh, you're making me spend 10 gems to get nothing? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a totally different game mode. And these things weren't free before. <laughs> yep. It was free for the people who were playing in them, but not for the person creating it. And it's the same thing here. Right, except now it's way cheaper for someone to create a tournament. Anyone can create it anytime they want, right? Open up two or three chests that may contain gems and you've got enough. Um, I think this one's cool overall. It is cool. But my favorite part about this feature that we didn't even get to yet is the fact that you can choose any game mode and king level or card level caps. Even more reason that it's just for fun and for friends. What else could you want? I don't know, bro, but we've been asking for customizable tournaments for a really long time, and I'm glad we finally got it. Can I just say one thing that I think would be great? If they added it, tell me, I would love to be able to ban certain cards. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because if you wanted to make a tournament that was based on like a theme, like let's say goblins and skeletons, you would immediately alleviate people accidentally or purposefully creating decks that don't use those cards. Yeah. So I think it would be a, a nice addition and hopefully we see something like that in the future. At least one. Let us limit one card. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, as if that wasn't enough, there were a ton of other changes. So many that we can't even talk about all of them at length. So, we're going to talk about some of them a little bit longer than others. So, let's go through the quick ones. Are you ready? Yep. Number one, when joining a clan, you cannot trade right away. So, they added a cooldown to that. So, that's pretty cool, I guess. 
the clan recommendations in the clan search are a little bit better, so much appreciated. Even though you and I are not looking for new clans, that does help some people because, man, the clan search was pretty bad. Also, we can now change our name for gems. So previously, you were able to change your name once for free. That is still the case. But after the first time, you change it. The second time and any time after that costs gems. Yeah, and then also, get this, you can speed up card requests for gems. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, you can replace quests for gems. So your first quest can still be replaced for free, just like it could previously. But if you request another one to be replaced, then it costs gems if you want to do it. Right. And then on top of that, when you finish a war, a war bounty can now also contain gems, which is another way that Supercell is giving us more gems. Right. So either tokens, uh, gold, or gems. Mm-hmm. And then let me ask you a question. How many times have you needed to get a player's tag from their profile and give it to someone? Uh, not that often. No, not that often. But now you can. You can literally <laughs> go into a player's profile and copy their player tag and send it to someone if you wanted to. You just copy and paste it. Yeah, or I guess if you ever wanted to like look them up on Stats Royale or any of those like, you know, cool sites that you can go mm. and look up look up their decks and their battles and all that other stuff, you could very easily search for it. Right. Um and then obviously we got the balance changes right before the update, so we don't really need to go into that because we already talked about it last episode. So let's talk about some of the other things that we found very interesting. Yeah, so first and foremost, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the new trading system. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> up, up front, you're just going to lay it all out there like that, huh? <laughs> I think... So if if there was one thing that I that I am I get the change like I understand the intent of the change mm-hmm. um but I also just don't agree with it. Well, what is what is the change? So the change is that trading now requires a token on both sides of the equation for the exchange to work. So for example, previously, Rob, you and I could have traded something if you had an epic token you could have initiated a trade for uh, to give me balloons, and maybe you wanted the bowler, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't need to have a token. You could have put it up, and I could have just accepted it, right? Right. But now I can only accept that trade if, A, I have the cards to do it, and, B, if I have an epic token as well, right? The intent of this was, one, to limit trade sniping, right? Now people um, may not trade as quickly uh, because the person accepting the trade has to give up a token, whereas previously someone could just like log in, see a bunch of trades up, not spend any tokens, and just click accept. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I get the intent. Uh, I think what this does inadvertently is really make people not want to trade as much. And so what this has done in Clan Chat is just have like right now we have twenty open trades in Clan. Partly because people are just throwing trades out there and not coordinating. Uh, and partly because people are throwing trades out there that people nobody want. Like, bowler for rage spells. <laughs> like, really bad trades. And for the record, Cast Royale 1 has 10 trades sitting all the way at the top of the chat. So now you may say, okay, well, what's different between now and then? Right? Like, if somebody was previously requesting bowlers for rage spells before, why is that different now? Like, why, why would that matter? Well, the difference is, before, I could have just given someone bowlers 
and take in rage spells just because I wanted to help them out. Right. Right? Like, I don't need my bowlers, and I don't care if he gives me rage spells. It's not a card I use, and I don't care about it, right? But I'm not going to do that trade to help somebody out if it also costs me my epic token. <laughs> Could not agree more with that, man. Right. So, so people in the clan previously were just kind of like helping people out. Okay, you want this trade? I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. You initiated the trade. It's your token. I'll give you whatever you want. I don't need much, but you know, I'll do it. But now I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not just going to help someone out if it's also going to like take my token from me. I'm going to do what works for me. Yeah. Now you're always going to consider what your benefit is out of that deal. As opposed to helping someone else, right? And you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure some people are super generous and don't think about themselves first, but I mean, come on, man, we're all in this, this thing together, but we're also all trying to get our decks to be maxed so that we're not hitting ceilings. Exactly. I think one of the things that they maybe should have done is we have suggested before, and I know other members of the community have suggested it. So the community in general has said this, how come you can't designate a trade to a specific person or to the whole clan. Why is that not an option? Wouldn't that also limit trade sniping? Totally. That would totally do it, right? Like if I make a trade and it's to the whole clan, then clearly nobody can snipe it. It's just, it's my fault for making it to the whole clan. Or it was done on purpose. So it's not a fault. It's done purposefully. I agree. Um, again, I, I think one of the things that they're, that they're doing to combat this, right, is just give people, right, one of the, the things is they're, they're doubling the amount of trade tokens that people receive. Um, and I guess that that could be from the, you know, increasing the drop rate to also just including more of these things and offers and also including these things as rewards within challenges. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can get trade tokens now, mm -hmm. which I think is great, right? Like if you have a, a, a plethora of trade tokens, maybe you're not as, um, close to the vest or stingy. Yeah. Right. You're not as, you're not as stingy with them. Um, but I don't know, man. I hopefully this thing evens itself out. Like I don't think they needed to double them, <laughs> double the trade yeah. token. Right. I think they had a great system in place before. I I think the amount of trade tokens people were getting before were were okay, especially because you only needed one trade token to initiate a trade, and just have it so that it could be specific to certain people. Now I say this not knowing how hard it is to code. I I don't know how much effort that is to do, but it seems like something that that can be done. And also keep in mind that just because you get double the trade tokens now doesn't change the fact that you're always going to consider what you're getting from a trade within a clan chat now. Because you are giving your token up too. <laughs> Correct. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if I've got 10 of them, 20 of them, or 50 of them. It's my token that I'm using. So I'm going to make sure that I get something benefits me. Right. So on to other things, something else that changed in this game that I just did not see coming is, dude, they removed the super magical chest from the game. It's gone. SMC has disappeared. And it is now being replaced with what is known as the mega lightning chest. Dude, I love this. Have, have you gotten one yet? I got it out of a quest. And man, it gives you... So many cards, so much gold, so much everything. But what's even better about it is that you're not stuck with like 30 rage spells or clone spells because you get three to eight strikes that you can use to get rid of those stupid cards that you may not want or use. Or maybe they're not stupid cards. Maybe they're good cards, but you just don't use them in your deck and you're looking for balloons, right? So you just 
get rid of all the epic cards until maybe you land on balloons. You could get eight potential strikes. And in the one that I got, I got eight. And unfortunately, I didn't get the card I was looking for, but uh, I had a better chance to. And also keep in mind, this is one of the few chests that you're pretty much guaranteed to get a legendary in, right? It's replacing the super magical chest. So if you don't get the legendary that you want and you happen to have saved all eight of your crazy strikes, you seriously could just cycle through until you get, I mean, you have half the chances to get the car that you need. Right. I mean, there's roughly 14 or 15 legendaries, right? So if you get eight strikes and you use them all on legendary, you've got a 50-50 shot to get it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I was excited once I, I realized what this meant. Sad for the super magical chest to go, but excited that this new and improved chest is here. You want to know what else I'm excited about? Tell me. At the end of a 2v2 battle, you can add that person as a friend. Can I just tell you that I am so thankful that they added this to the game because so many times I go to like chat with someone, you know, as, as chattable as you can be in that ridiculous chat with a 2v2 game. I try and chat and it's always such and such has left the chat. And I'm like, all right, man, I guess you didn't have as good a time as I did. <laughs> yeah, bro. All right. So I guess this was just me, right? <laughs> I really love the ability to be able to send this person a friend request now, because if they were just trying to get out of the game real quick, maybe they didn't even think about it. I could send them a friend request, become friends with them. And then later on, I can play friendlies with them. I can do 2v2 challenges with them. It's great. I love that they added this feature. I couldn't agree more. And how many times do you play like a 2v2? And you find someone that you just keep playing rematches with. Yes. And then after every game, eventually, like, you know, you play four or five games with the person. And um, and in the chat, they're like, gotta go or whatever, right? Because you know how, like, you just click the buttons because you can't really chat. Like you said, you can only, like, click the pre-written chat things. Yeah. So at the end of it, the only way I can really tell someone that I like them is if I'm like, join my clan, join my clan, join my clan. Or be my friend. Right, right. So now... You could like just be friends with that person. Now you can message them and say life is for living, which is the most ridiculous comment you can send to anybody, but it is an option. And then you can send them a friend request. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, so before we recorded, you got really heated about this next topic. So I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to let you take this one. Emotes for gems. Mm-hmm. The theory behind this is fantastic, right? Like, you are giving people the opportunity to purchase individual emotes for gems. What a great idea, right? On paper. On paper. Now, I'm going to preface all of my comments by saying, I'm not sure if this, like, fully replaces the $2.99 four-pack, right, that they used to do. Right. Um, I, hope it, I hope it doesn't, right? Like, I didn't love the $2.99 four-pack. But I thought a better way to do it would be to make it like $4.99 and I can pick the four emotes that I want, right? Like mm -hmm. instead of it being a preset four pack, I could just make whatever four I want. Right. But now what they've done is they've made one emote cost 250 gems, which equates to $2.50 roughly worth of gems. Now, some might say, well, yeah. $2.50 worth of gems, but you don't have to spend money to get gems, right? Like you can just play the game for a much longer period of time and get gems, 
right, through opening chests, or maybe if you get lucky, like with this Brawl Stars challenge, they give you some gems as well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But why is it that they've made this only three at a time? Why can't I go into the game, if they're making them available for individual purchases, right, why am I only getting three options at at a clip in order to purchase? I don't want the barbarian picking his nose. I don't want the arrow archers shooting across the screen. I don't want half of the emotes that are there. So why do I have to wait for that to cycle through the shop? Why can't I just go into the emote, the, the, the emote deck builder screen or whatever it is, click on an emote, and buy the hog rider that I've always wanted for the past three months that hasn't come into my shop, and that's all I want. I want nothing more than to spend gems on that emote. But I can't. I gotta wait for it to cycle through my shop now. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It is weird. Um, and I also feel, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit. I think that 250 gems for each of them is very high. It's extremely high. I mean, especially for emotes that just aren't great. Right, like the goofier ones. Right, like there, there's some emotes that are really cool, right? That, are, that people use all the time. And there's some that just, let's, let's be honest, not all emotes are created equal. Some people just don't use. So, I don't know, man. Two, 250 <laughs> is a lot. It is a lot. And I just want my hog rider ones. And if I, I can't be the only one, right? Forget the hog. Take the hog rider out of the equation. What if someone's super passionate about the e-wiz ones or the skeleton ones? It just replace mine with any other one. And it's just like, okay, well, I, why am I being limited with what I can buy if I just want to buy it right now? Yeah, this, this really should be a combination of all of the things that we just talked about. There could be ones that cost 250 gems, but you should get maybe at least two, I think, for 250 gems. I feel like one emote should maybe cost like between 100 and 150 gems. And then if you get two of them, you pay 250, right? It's kind of like discounted as you buy more. That would make sense to me. Also have the original packs that cost 299. I think part of moving, if they are, right? We don't even know if they're, if they're moving away from the 299 packs. Maybe they're, they realize that if they only sell them in four packs, they're limiting what they can do with them individually, right? Like, mm-hmm. right, like we kind of talked about, like, oh, well, what if you buy a four pack, but then they want to give this, this specific emote to people for a specific challenge or something? You know what I mean? Right. Um, look, I don't know how you want to slice the apple here. I want to be able to spend money when I want to be able to spend the money. And I, like, if, if I can't, then I'm like, all right, well, my, my time has come and my time <laughs> has passed. Right. For now, it. what if I don't want to spend it anymore? Yeah. League of Legends doesn't prevent anyone from buying any skin on any character at any point in time. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's slightly baffling. Yeah, so I feel like I'm maybe touching on this a bit too much, so I'll wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll wrap it up. It's a sore subject for Joe. He's a, he's a, little, uh, he's a little upset. I'm sorry. I, I just I, I can't go into the shop anymore and not get my hog rider when I just right. want to spend money on it. So anyway, the old way wasn't great. The new way is not better. And if they maybe just combined a few different pieces of the puzzle, they could make more money, give people what they want for maybe a little bit cheaper with more options and make more money off of it. I mean, at the end of the day, that seems like a smart business model to me. I agree. And a good consumer model. I agree. I'm done. Okay. Well, speaking of emotes. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. So they finally gone and did it, Joe. This has been promised for I don't know how long, but they finally, finally removed legend trophies from your player profile. However, in return, 
not only did each player receive gold, but they also received an exclusive emote in the form of the Royal Ghost. Yeah, I thought this was a really clever way to remove the Legend trophies without making people feel like it was a waste, right? This is like a really cool way to reward OG players with something that only the OG players will be able to get. If you weren't around when Legend trophies accumulated, then you can never have this trophy or emote, right? Right. And I think this just really goes to show, okay, were you above 4,000 at any point in time? Um, right. If you had one legend trophy, you got this emote. You got the emote. You know, as long as as long as you were, I think it was four thousand was the the threshold way back when. And yeah, the, to your point, right? It doesn't matter how many more you had. It's just people that had way more legend trophies, they got more gold. But all of us got the same emote, and I love it. I do too. It, it, it it's kind of a trophy in a ways, right? Like like you said, we're the only people, not us specifically, but people who had legend trophies were the, are the only people that got this new emote. It's exclusive to us. Um I specifically only use it when I'm beating and know I'm going to beat someone who is extremely annoying and BMs a lot in the game. So this has a specific use for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to use it when I'm losing, right? The guy who I'm facing is <laughs> right. like, yeah, <laughs> how good were you if, you, if, you, if you're losing to me, huh? Yeah, no, I, I agree. So, yeah, that, in a nutshell, is the December update. So can I just summarize real quick? Go right ahead. I would love to see you try and do this. No, 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 I'm not going to summarize each point. Oh, okay. I'm just very simply going to say, I think... I can speak for both you and I. We both love this update. The features, the things, the the community feel for everything except Reddit <laughs> is amazing, right? But yep. So, so the skeletons of the update are fantastic. The 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 bones are are great. I think that they are set like the star points, the the skins, the cosmetics. This is exactly what this game needed. But I think each, each and every feature has something that can be done a little bit differently that would take it to another level. Maybe Reddit wouldn't be so upset all the time uh, to the point where people can just get, go on there and not feel depressed for literally a week after reading it. And I think that we just covered all of those things. I think we nailed it, man. I mean, people are probably going to listen to our suggestions and be like, that's the stupidest idea ever. But that's, that's, people are entitled to their opinion. Eventually, an opinion of someone smarter than us will land in the game, and it will be great. But maybe they will have used part of our opinion. <laughs> maybe. And, and, and to be fair, most of the things that we say are pretty stupid. I mean, that's how we do things, Rob. Mm-hmm. All right, so enough with the update. I'm all updated out. Let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. Check. This week's meta check is, of course, brought to us by our friend, our boy, Sir Devin, Lord Christmas. And Joe, he has some cool things to tell us about what's been going on in the arena, plus another riddle. Yeah, man, so that's right. Our boy, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, hit us with the numbers, and here's what they have to say. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. All right, so let's dive in. So Devin starts off with, it's amazing what a little balance can do, eh? The latest balance changes saw the Electro Dragon and the Barbarian Barrel both get nerfed, which resulted in their use rates taking a hit by about 
40% for the barrel, and get this, 80% for the Electro Dragon. Ooh. Now just keep in mind that Devin is looking at the top decks at the tippy top of the ladder, uh, and that would be in the global ladder world, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, not at like the peasant level where we're, where we're at. at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Devin says, even with this change, the Barbarian Barrel was still able to check in as the number eight card for the week, showing just how popular this card really has become even after the nerf. I'm actually really impressed with that. That's a, that's a big number. It is a big number. Now with the Electro Dragon use rate falling, Graveyard use rate has seen an uptick, along with other cards that you typically see used with the graveyard, such as the Bowler, the Poison, and the biggest beneficiary, the Freeze. Ooh. With the new addition of damage to the Freeze spell, it'll be interesting to see if this trend continues through the ranks up to the tippy tippy top of the ladder. Have you played against anybody that uses the Freeze yet? It is so frustrating. Is it? I haven't played anybody that's used it yet, and I'm kind of shocked. It kills the little things. Like, you know how before uh, it would freeze bats? No, 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 no. Now it doesn't freeze them. It just kills them. Can you re- <laughs> So, okay, I get that. Can you tell me how this works now? Because I haven't tried it, and I haven't played against anybody with it. So what does this card actually do? So the freeze duration is set at a normal duration, right? Always five seconds. Mm-hmm. The increased levels increase the immediate damage it does to whatever it freezes so if it freezes the tower bats and a knight all of it'll get frozen and all of it'll get damaged and it's enough to kill the bats um and i believe the spear goblins and skeletons as well but it acts kind of like a zap right where it does its damage right in the beginning it doesn't do it across time correct okay so i don't remember which one we said previously but good i'm glad it does it that way that's kind of cool I agree. So, I mean, we're going to get to this a little bit later during the uh, deck spotlight, but dude, Devin is not, he's not wrong here. No, I, I, I know he's not. The tippy top of the ladder has these decks in it, and they are devastating. And I actually just played against one of these in the global tournament that I was in today, and I got wrecked. Well, I'm excited to learn about it, but first, we have a riddle. Yeah, we do. All right, so last time you read me the riddle. Mm-hmm. So this time... Let's see how smart you are. I don't think this says anything about my intelligence, good sir. I do. You ready? <laughs> Great. Ah, remember, guys, find a different little brother. <laughs> Correct. Right. And Devin writes, all right, guys, you guys are currently one for one on the riddles, so let's see if you can go two for two. A lot of pressure here, man. There's a lot of pressure. So, Rob, riddle me this. I'll hit you in the air. I'll hit you on the ground. But I need no projectile to knock you all down. Giants won't attack me. Skeletons come at me. And if you send bats, for them, it will end badly. <laughs> what am I? A genius. Well, yes. But I guess that goes without saying. This is good, man. This is really good. Hmm. Do you think you know it? No. I'll hit you in the air. I'll hit you on the ground. Okay. So the giant won't attack it. Right? So that means it's not a building. Yep. Okay. And it's obviously not a spell. Correct. But then he makes a very clever line and says, skeletons come at me. Like, come at me, bro. Right. But then also says, if you send bats, they're essentially not going to make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Honestly, 
I think it could be two different cards. Yes, me too. I think that it could be the Ice Spirit or the Fire Spirit. Okay, it's definitely neither of them. Why do you think that? Because it says knock you all down. It says I don't need a projectile to knock you all down. Wouldn't that mean then, like knock, like pushback? No, honestly, I think he's kind of combining that with the bats and the skeleton type of thing. So like, this whole thing is about killing skeletons and killing squishies. Sure. Okay, that's my interpretation. Now, I agree with you, but I went a different route. Oh, okay. What route did you go? Either. So you're going either the ice spirit or Mm -hmm. the fire spirits. Yeah. I'm going either the ice golem or the skeleton barrel. I like all four of those answers. Now, to be fair, he doesn't call out that something is icy, something slows things down. He doesn't say anything about fire. So, hmm. But I don't think we can have four guesses. So, (laughs) can we have two? Yeah, you get one and I get one. All right, then I'm just going to go with the first one that I said, and I'll go with the Ice Spirit. Okay, and I will go Ice Golem. Okay, I like both answers. I think they're both pretty relevant. Are you ready to see the answer? Let's do it. It's the Ice Spirit! Boom! Boom! Nice, dude. (laughs) Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. We had a better shot with two guesses, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, you were really the one guessing. I was just doing it for fun. You were trying to throw me off the trail. That's what I was, I was <laughs> trying to make it so that you went 0 for 1. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. That's the brotherly love that I've come to love. That's what I'm here for, man. I really think fire spirits would have worked really well for this, too. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it totally would have, right? Anything the ice spirit kills, the fire spirit kills, right? Yeah. I think the only thing that could have differentiated this a little bit differently is if he said that it slowed things down, but that may have given it away. However, I think you and I would have both landed on Ice Golem and Ice Spirit. Oh, for sure, because I would have just been like, yeah, well, my Ice Golem still slows things down. Right. So we nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. That was awesome. Thank you, Devin. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. I'm really looking forward to more of these, dude. Uh, Devin puts a lot of effort and uh, energy into these meta checks, and the show wouldn't be what it is today without it. I think I can speak for the both of us when I say Devin gives a lot of his time and this segment is a favorite of many on the show and he does this all on his own and uh, you know Devin we couldn't thank you enough and this is a a fun little twist to the to the meta check. Yeah and also um, one of the things that we always talk about every episode is you can join our discord you can talk to me you can talk to Joe but did you also know that you could talk to Devin? He's certainly in our discord and you can ask him questions about what he does for the meta check so that wouldn't be a bad reason to join the discord. Boom. Boom. But enough of the meta check. Let's move on to our deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight! And this deck is lovingly called Brawl Yard. In honor of the new Brawl Stars game, and also the fact that it's pretty much Splash Yard 2.0. And it's a 3.6 average elixir cost deck that contains the Mega Minion, the Barbarian Barrel, the Freeze, the Tornado, Baby Dragon, the Bowler, Ice Wizard, and the Graveyard. So, Joe, tell me how to brawl in the yard. Rabbit, I will tell you how to brawl all over the place. Please. Arnold Swartz Empire, <laughs> brawling. So I think I'm going to run through this pretty quickly, and I think this deck, just given that it's a Splash Yard-ish kind of deck, um, 
and we've done something like this before, I think people will be a little bit more familiar with it. So I'm gonna hit on the key aspects of this deck, how to use it, how to be successful with it, and what to watch out for. That we could take it into the arena and be successful with it. Are you ready, Robert? Oh, I'm ready to brawl, bro. <laughs> I like it. All right, this deck is it's quite simple to use, however difficult at the same time. It's difficult in the sense that it is an extreme 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 control deck if you are not a control player if you are not great on defense if you're a very aggressive player that just likes to kind of shoot from their hip kind of guy this deck is not for you or it will take very long to kind of pick this deck up the reason why is because the the ice wizard the baby dragon the mega minion the bowler all of them are fantastic defensive cards they don't kill your opponent's troops very fast but they also don't let your opponent's troop do tremendous amounts of damage to your tower. So what that does is it allows you to kind of slow the game down, and while you're defending for a long period of time, build up or generate elixir. That elixir allows you to really develop a crazy large counter push when you go on the offense, that when combined with a graveyard, and a freeze, and potentially a tornado, hence Splash Yard 2.0. The Ice Wizard, the Bowler, and the Baby Dragon can just do tremendous amounts of damage to the tower. The key with this deck is to defend. That's the key, right? And if you can defend, you're basically setting yourself up for success with the offensive counter push. The next key, step two, is to use the graveyard when the Baby Dragon, the Bowler, cross the river so that they can get aggro on the tower. If one of those tanky troops gets aggro on the tower, it will really force your opponent to use something at the river in order to kill them, which makes them then focus less on the little skeletons from the graveyard, and their tower just melts. Tornado is pretty self-explanatory. You're either going to use it on your side of the map to keep things away from your tower and allow your troops to kill it, or when you go on the offensive counter push, You're going to tornado everything onto the center of the tower. That way the splash from the bowler, the ice wizard, and the baby dragon all hit the troops that are defending your opponent's tower and the tower itself, right? That's key. Right. Now get this. The card that's different in splash yard from this versus, um, like call it the normal splash yard, right? Is the barbarian barrel. The barbarian barrel is a two cost log, basically. That also gives you a tank, a built-in tank. So you can effectively use the Barbarian Barrel to tank for the graveyard if your bowler and maybe your baby dragon are maybe just a few tiles behind, right? If you don't want to wait to use the graveyard for maybe five seconds because your bowler and baby dragon, everyone's kind of slowly walking across the river, then just throw the Barbarian Barrel out with the graveyard. Boom, you've got a built-in tank and they've still got a deal with it just like they would the bowler um the mega minion is the sniper right you're going to only use this card on your side of the map on defense for your opponent's most mission critical aggressor (laughs) right Mm -hmm. like the hog rider the pekka the uh mega knight etc last but not least is the freeze be sure to use the freeze at opportune moments you can use it on defense If you want to just keep things in place while your Ice Wizard and your Bowler or your Mega Minion, you name it, right? Freeze can be a perfect card on defense to just allow your troops and tower to kill whatever's coming your way. Or 
most devastatingly for your opponent. If you can use this thing on offense after your graveyard is used to kill little squishy troops like the bats now because it does the damage, uh, skeletons or spear goblins, or just freeze everything and just give your opponent a lot to deal with. This just allows you to melt things, and that's what the freeze will do. Wait for the opportune moment on offense or defense and just destroy. So what are some of the things that I should watch out for? Poison is inherently this deck's kryptonite. Graveyard gets countered by poison, inherently. And it doesn't matter if I freeze the tower, right? Like if I'm using Brawl Yard and I freeze the tower after the graveyard goes off, well, if the opponent uses poison, that is a hard counter to my graveyard anyway, whether I've frozen things or not. So what, what you really need to do is bait out the poison with your ice wizard. Now that Ice Wizard dies to a poison, people might be prone to use the poison on the Ice Wizard. If you can bait that out first, then use your graveyard, well, then your opponent's kind of, you know, trying to swim up creek without a paddle, and it's really difficult to do that. The key with this deck is identifying what type of deck your opponent has and understanding what counters they have for your graveyard before you commit too heavily. If you can do that, you take first tower. Almost automatically. This sounds like a really fun iteration of Splash Yard. I'm excited that you decided to do this one. I appreciate it. I mean, you just look at the tippy top of the ladder, dude. It's like the first three people <laughs> have this deck. I mean, it's, it's clearly extremely good. It's very powerful, but very technique-oriented, right? Like, if something's at the top of the ladder, it's because most people can't play it right. Um, Fair. So... so this deck is hard to use, but the concept is easy. Just defend and counter push. Um, but it, it's being able to save the elixir, right? Don't overcommit on defense. If you do, you're not going to have the graveyard freeze or the graveyard tornado. Um, it, it probably takes about 10 to 15 games with this deck before you're going to start to feel comfortable with it and know what to do when. And if you just invest a little bit of time in it, it'll, it'll be worth it in the end. I can guarantee you that. Cool, man. Good job. So you can take your Brawl Stars, Rabbit, and attack everybody. I take my Brawl Stars to the Brawl Yard. All right. Well, uh, we had no patrons this week, but that's okay. If you would like to support the show, you can go to casrealpodcast.com slash donate to learn about all the different ways that you can help support the show. And uh, that's it, man. We're done. We did it. We did do it. So. If you would like to join our Discord, you can go to castrealpodcast.com slash Discord, and you can join our server, you can meet new people, you can talk to us, and more importantly, above anything else, you can talk to Lloyd Christmas. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Right, and also be sure to follow us on Instagram by just searching all one word, Cast Royale Podcast. And if you didn't know, you can also find the show on YouTube, at youtube.com slash cast royale podcast and like we say every episode the number one way you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an itunes review but also if you use any other podcast app if it allows you to review rate thumb up star comment give a heart whatever please do it because it will certainly help us on that particular platform also, a huge shout out to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. And if you're looking for new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. 
And finally, a huge shout out to Mint Mobile for sponsoring tonight's episode. And Joe, that's it. This is the last episode that we're going to release before Christmas. That's right. We have one more coming before the new year, and it will be on December 30th, I believe. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, So, we hope everyone has a happy holidays, and if anyone celebrates Christmas like Joe and I, we hope you all have a Merry Christmas. That's right, with family and friends, good times, and Rob, we will be back just before the New Year, so we're going to, I think, we're going to have to tell everybody what our New Year's resolution is going to be before it happens. Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. Mind blown. Yeah, that's, that's too committal for me. It's like Inception. This is crazy if you think about it. We've got New Year's resolutions before the New Year. It's like something that you're supposed to do as like a happy, healthy person, so maybe we should do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going to stop playing Clash Royale forever. Nope, not real. I don't accept that as a New Year's resolution. (laughs) I I do not approve. I'm switching to Brawl Stars. Nope, yeah. I mean, you could do that if you want, but this is still your thing. Don't forget your roots. No, I would never switch to Brawl Stars fully because I stink at that game. Right. Me too. Um, So, yeah, we'll come up with New Year's resolutions for next episode. Hope you remember, because if you don't, I'm not bringing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Great. That's the way I roll. And with that, we will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye.